We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 3rd, 2020. This is a listener comment on the um, shots being given to those in quarantine for the coronavirus in the U.S. From a longtime listener. And this is regarding, she said, the third link in the newsletter that you sent out talking about the first person-to-person coronavirus case was reported in the United States. There's a short video near the bottom of the page. Now, this is a link from NBCNews.com. Okay. Then she goes on to say, at about the 52nd mark, there's a man who appears to be videotaping himself who was a passenger on the plane that flew in from Wuhan and was diverted to the military base for observation. He says, quote, some people are very nervous about the shots being given to them. End of quote. So she goes on to say, so it appears that the forced vaccinations have begun. Now, again, we don't know what was in the shots, but it sounds to me like it was forced on them. Remember, Trump imposed now mandatory 14-day quarantines for anyone coming back from Wuhan. And I get that. I understand that. And I'm not saying that's even unreasonable. But it's these, it's this other stuff. It's this erosion of our civil liberties. And shots that appear to be mandatory now for these people coming back. Well, when I heard that, I'm like, I got to see this. So I, I tried to get to the video... And I, I tried to play this in three different browsers. I, I made all kind of, I couldn't get it to play no matter what I did. Okay, I saw the video, but I couldn't get it to play. So I sent her back and I said, I couldn't get that video to play on three different browsers. She said, oh boy, I went back to the link and the second video is gone, gone, gone. They said in the video, the man flew from Wuhan with the rest, tried to leave the secure base and was detained and is now under 24-7 watch. I believe it was the same man who made that short video and sent it to family, friends, etc. He obviously was very concerned as he spoke about being detained and, of course, how everyone was worried about the shots that were being given to them. <laughs> so, again, did you hear that on the mainstream news? No. And I don't know if, if NBC probably put it up there and, you know, it was probably by accident because they, they, they pulled it down real quick. That was why I was so shocked because it came from NBC. But they pulled it down real quick. In the second video, however, they scrubbed his plea for help. Because I guess there was the first video you saw him a little bit. And then the second video was was the other. Now, to add to this, uh, U.S. quarantine violator threatened with lethal force. Now, this is another take on what happened. A team in white biohazard suits watch as some of the approximately 200 passengers walk to waiting buses upon their arriving on a charter from Wuhan. Now, this is the plane pulling in to, um, yeah, this is the military base. The, the military base at March Air Reserve Base in Riverside, California. Here's a picture of the plane. You can see some of the people walking, and there's other people in, um, it appears to be biohazard suits. It's kind of far off, but you can see it. You can see there's a lot of police there, and there's bus. there's a bus there. Uh, this was Wednesday morning, January 29, 2020. The flight originated from the area where the coronavirus outbreak started. All the passengers are held in quarantine for an unknown duration. The photo was by Will Lester of Inland Valley Daily Bulletin. Now I'm going to play this briefly, and this will kind of give you some more info here regarding what happened. A short article to read. It'll just take me a few minutes. The title is... 
U.S. quarantine violator threatened with lethal force. And I'll read. An American evacuated from Wuhan and held against his will at March Air Reserve Base received a rude surprise after trying to leave base housing without permission from the CDC and other authorities. Air Force Security Forces, SF, tasked with guarding the 195 detainees threatened him with lethal force unless he returned under guard to the housing unit. The detainee, identified only as patient 103, was asymptomatic and sought to leave the airbase because he believed other evacuees with whom he was housed had shown symptoms of the lethal pathogen, according to information obtained by Twisted Truth. So he didn't want to be around other people that were infected in the same room because he knew he'd most likely get it. He somehow slipped past the security detail, exited the building, and eluded capture for 30 minutes before security forces found him near the base exchange. It is unclear how he planned to flee the base as armed sentries guard entries and exits. Shortly past 9 p.m. PST on Wednesday, security forces received a tip that a, quote, lost and confused, unquote, man was spotted near the base exchange, asking random Air Force personnel for directions to the closest exit. When approached, the irate man told authorities that they had violated his constitutional rights by unlawfully detaining him and that he would not rejoin his fellow detainees. He said he would not live like a caged rat among sick people. Security forces pointed weapons at him and said they had been granted authority to use lethal force to enforce compliance. They held him at bay while awaiting the arrival of a CDC response team, which showed up five minutes later. Doctors in bioprotective gear reiterated security forces' ultimatum, comply or face the consequences. Patient 103 returned without further incident, but was placed in segregation and told he would be held for 14 days, the upper end of the virus's incubation period. As reported yesterday, the 195 persons arrived in California aboard Kalita Flight 317, chartered by the U.S. State Department to repatriate Americans stranded in Wuhan. The CDC removed seven, previously reported as two, symptomatic passengers at a refueling stop in Anchorage. A CDC spokesperson said all 195 passengers were in good spirits and had cheerfully agreed to a mandatory 72-hour quarantine. An obvious lie. After the plane landed, officials dodged questions on whether people would be released after the quarantine period expired, saying the CDC would have, quote, discussions, unquote, with persons wishing to leave. Okay, so I just wanted to give you that also as well, the more confirmation there. Uh, next report, a Texas military base was one of four sites approved Saturday by Defense Secretary Mark Esper after a request from the Department of Health and Human Services to accommodate 1,000 people who may have to be quarantined upon arrival from overseas due to the coronavirus. Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio and other military bases will house up to 250 people in individual rooms until February 29th. HHS would be responsible for all care, transportation, and security of the evacuees, according to the statement. The three other installations selected for by the Department of Defense are the 168th Regiment Regional Training Institute, Fort Carson, Colorado, Travis Air Force Base, Fairfield, California, and the Marine Corps Air Station, Miramar, California. So I wanted to also give you that as a heads up. Coronavirus outbreak, prepare immediately. 
when okay now we're going to get into more of the proactive things i already kind of started getting into proactive things with the eye eyewear question and we have mentioned some things this is going to reiterate some of the stuff i went over last time and in the last teaching and um some of it will be new okay when things go crazy in america there will be all sorts of unanticipated service disruptions the general public remains blissfully unaware of the utter disaster coming at us because the mass media is kept rather quiet about the situation but when they can't keep quiet any longer there will be panic you should prepare now because once things go sideways it'll be too late here are some suggested preps to try to get for yourself and family through the coming um chaos there is a precious little time left the best strategy is not for this is not to be exposed yeah i agree so how might we protect ourselves while we're out well, the fact that the virus can spread by air in addition to staying alive on surfaces like countertops, desks, water fountains, door handles, inside cars, buses, product packages on store shelves are something that gets handled or sneezed on, coughed on, including things that get delivered by mail, FedEx, UPS, etc. complicates things greatly. Step one, if you can, stay at home. Do not go out unless you absolutely must. Step two, presuming you have to go out at all, uh, wear a filter mask and eye mask hand protective gear um but nitrile gloves the n95 masks are almost completely sold out now nationwide so you but you can get a better mask rated at n100 or p100 for the time being until they sell out here and again um he gives you links here in the report or just go in and key in n-100 mask on ebay or p100 mask on ebay and see if there's any there i will say it looks like they're really starting to price gouge from what I, i've been checking this just to kind of see up on uh, ebay and um their masks are getting really expensive uh okay and then anyway you can also get the vastly available 3m 7500 series here he gives you a link which uses the 3m291 filters that you can get here the mass system is more expensive but it works and is widely still available he's not the seller for any of this nor am i we're just trying to give you the information here get eye protection either cheap swimming goggles here all right there's a link here and then we also give you a link above that the listener posted or better safety goggles here well again the the, the safety goggles are more as far as let me just see which ones he has listed here just so i can look at what they're saying yeah okay i see the safety goggles he has uh but see they're vented they're chemical splash impact resistant but see this would still be way way better than than not having um anything on at all okay the, here's one uh the dewalt industrial safety glasses and um these are uh they look like they've got a nice seal, but they are vented. And so, you know, it's just, there's there's drawbacks to the, the goggles. There's drawbacks to a, like some type of scuba mask. There's drawbacks to the safety goggles, you know. So you've just kind of, I don't know, pray about it and, and see where where the Lord leads you. But I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a lot of different options there. Uh, and you could still get those. And probably a lot of these things you could get at a hardware store. 
uh, get a box of rubber nitrile gloves here, which is good to do. Now, if you order them, you might want to order them based on, because a lot of times they'll come in different sizes. They're, they're um, the ones I had ordered before, they had like a lot of different sizes. So if you've got somebody in your family with little hands and you got really big hands, you might want to think about that. I'm just saying, something to think about. Uh, anyway, I'll give you a link there. Wear this gear when you go out. This is urgently important. The absolute moment you get home, take off your shoes and leave them in the foyer. Do not walk around your house in shoes you wore outside. You may have walked on a large amount of infected material as you were out. And if you wear those shoes in the house, the virus will spread into the house. It, it's a very good point. You could have a little designated area with like a piece of, um, I don't know, plastic or bisqueen on that you could put your shoes on and then you could spray them like with some type of disinfectant, whether it's a like a one to 10 bleach spray or whether it's the thieves spray that I told you about or, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can make homemade disinfectant stuff. I like the thieves because you're covering a lot of different bases with different essential oils. You know, if you put a little coil silver in there, or even maybe a little food grade hydrogen peroxide, that's another layer of things. You know, I'm not super wild about the bleach because it's chlorine, you know, but it can be used. And um, I got into that in the last study. Uh, let's see here. Uh, next, go into the bathroom. And this is, you know, this is like, this would be like if you were really going all out. To protect you know go into the bathroom take off your clothing put it in the hamper or plastic bag and take a shower you have to wash off any virus that may have landed on your body or your hair while you were out put on clean clean garments you cannot go and sit on the chair or lay on your couch or bed in clothing you wore outside the virus will come in on the clothing on the furniture and pow someone in the house catches it make every person in your household do this in the absolute moment they can they come home. The, the virus is highly contagious and it kills people. We cannot skimp or get lazy protecting ourselves. So again, that's like, if you're going to go all the way, I want to, I want to put that out there. I want to get now granted. I, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. I'm doing it like a combination. Number one, I rely on the Lord Jesus Christ and we can always pray about these things. And number two, yes, you can do the protective clothing and these other protective procedures. And I think they're all good. They are all good. Uh, but also another layer of protection would be something like spraying the inside and the outside of like an N95 mask with like the thieves spray or a colloidal silver, you know, like 500 part per million. You don't have to use 5,000. Um, uh, treating your eyes with the colloidal, with the 50 part per million eye drops when you get home. Uh, atomizing the 500 part per million into the nasal passages with a nasal spray atomizer that's another layer of protection making sure your immune system is high and i'm going to go over the protocol again real quick here um because these are other layers this is one person looking at this that is not using any supplements or anything like that they're just relying on whatever barriers they can create they're not relying on their own immune system at all they're not relying on other things that can be done i'm trying to give you a lot of different things you can do so your eggs are not just in one basket um, here's another report here you need to stop eating this right now novel coronavirus found in hidden reservoirs worldwide now again we don't know if the coronavirus is in these things but they do bring up some good points 
this is something to think about and i cannot as a watchman in good conscience not at least mention this so i'm going to go ahead and play this video here about seven eight minutes sick <clears throat> i brought this up this is a list of 10 commonly used foods made in china tilapia don't eat it don't get it codfish chinese apple juice chinese restaurants use chinese apple juice to use all to make all sorts of sauces and different condiments and things processed mushrooms i promise you this i promise you i don't care who the pizza delivery place is they are using chinese mushrooms because they're cheap and that's the number one consideration in all restaurants controllable food costs and even if you don't get mushrooms on your pizzas this is what a make table looks like in a pizza place all this stuff here it all cross contaminates literally immediately he's shown a picture of of, of uh, the inside of a uh probably a domino's if you ever if anyone out there who's ever worked at a pizza place trust me down in the comments please share your horror stories if you ever saw what went on in a Domino's, a Pizza Hut, you would never touch anything from those places ever again. It is horrific. How they? I think it would depend upon who's working. I did work in a in a Domino's for a while, way back, and I can't. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm not saying bad stuff couldn't happen, but I think it also depends on who you're working with. Who is the manager? What type of ship are they running? When I was that man, they ran a tight ship and, and things, I don't know, he must have worked it. But again, it, again, it depends on where you're at and what you see and everything. But that really wasn't my experience, but everybody's different. Handle this stuff. See, this is the problem. That's why I use the term and let off the term reservoir. There are all sorts of places this kind of virus can hide. This particular one they're talking about now can hide in humans for up to 14 days. Undetectable. Meaning that it's in the RNA. It has not begun to express itself yet. And the human being holding it, there's no way to test for it. And I, I believe that's definitely part of the bioweapon aspect of this that was engineered into it so that it would have a much higher spreadability, essentially, and, um, because of that, what he just mentioned. They don't have a temperature. They, they, don't, they aren't sniffling. They aren't coughing. Yet. And then all it takes is time. Remember with the Ebola virus, it can live in the eyeballs. It can live in the testicles. It can live in all sorts of other body fluids yep. they can't test for. Yep. I think it pretty much... Again, and that's why this Ebola is, again, the exact same type of thing. We talked about this at nauseum in the last year about Ebola and how it can sequester itself in different parts of the body, and you can be tested for it and test negative. Without saying... Do not even consider eating anything like sushi or sashimi. Oh, yeah, for sure.
This is kind of a gross picture, but I think it's worth showing. This is one of those bag salads, and what you're looking at is the corpse of a frog. Oof. Here in Florida in 2017, people had gotten a bag salad. They dumped it out into the bowl. They, I, Apparently, they did it without washing it. That was all I can assume. And they began eating it and discovered that there was the corpse of a dead bat. You you really, I, I, all, I mean, I get organic spinach, like, at, you know, grocery stores and stuff, and I, I even wash that. I mean, I use that. Like that Calbin, the really the, the soap that's derived from coconut, it's very good. But you need to have something in there because let's face it, even if it's outside, uh, number one, you don't know what it's been exposed to along the way, and beyond that, everything's being chemtrailed. So when you have some type of soap in there, and I don't mean like Dawn or some caustic antibacterial horrible soap like that. Uh, I mean something like Calben soap, something that's derived from natural things. You're creating uh, what soap is is called a surfactant, and you're in what that surfactant allows things to do is allow things like pesticides or, or things like that to, um, and that's the same way soap works on your hands. That's how it gets dirt off your hands. It's the same principle. When you wash, um, whatever you're eating, you know apples or. Um, salads and things like that it's something that you know i always do that's a true story you can look that one up vampire bats before they bite they their saliva has a anesthetic quality to it so cattle they sneak up to at night and they use their tongue and they put this anesthetic over the skin and then their teeth are amazingly sharp, and they then quickly slice open the skin. The cow, the pig, the whatever, doesn't feel it, and then they sit there and just drink the blood from the cut. And these things are reservoirs for that virus. What's going on with this coronavirus? The big thing they're hiding is this the reservoirs of this virus do not show symptoms. You can get it. Well, okay, he's making a blanket statement. Some of them don't show symptoms, some of them do. I think it's more the norm for you to show symptoms based on the statistics I've seen. But he's making blanket statements like none of them show symptoms. Well, He's showing this plane that came into the Air Force Base that where all the people are under quarantine now in America that we just talked about. Well, the reason the guy tried to get off the base was that he didn't want to be in a room full of people that were showing symptoms. So this wasn't 14 days most likely, you know, like they're saying the incubation period could be. They, they came from Wuhan straight to America and they were showing symptoms. So bear that in mind as well literally anywhere now which is why i think i started off with what was the picture looks like i lost it here it is as much as you possibly can source your food locally is it going to be more expensive yep it sure is are your kids going to be happy about it nope but i'm serious no happy meals no Whoppers, no Zaxby's, no Chick-fil-A, nothing 
because every one of those restaurants, I promise you, has a Cisco delivery. This is going to be the biggest um, distributor of that virus, Cisco. Mushrooms, uh, all sorts of fresh produce, frozen things that are supposed to be allegedly frozen that for a long time were not, that they refreeze. And I mean it, if it's, a, if it's any kind of a franchise, even Panera, if it's in a strip mall, it's a bad idea. Let's just leave it at that. Because these restaurants are slaved to this. I mean, the only restaurants that might be exempt, and I, boy, I tell you what, it would be a rare one. It would be probably those super duper duper expensive ones. We have some in St. Augustine, Florida that brag about this, that they, they absolutely have nothing that they get from anywhere other than here in Florida. All of their fish, all of their, their produce, their chicken, everything all comes from locally sourced places right here in the state. Same thing with the vegetables. And you can tell because sometimes they just run out and close. These small, tiny restaurants all through St. Augustine, they don't have a lot of storage space. The vast majority of them bring in everything that they're going to cook that morning. They make up everything, and once they're out, they're out. And that's how they run their business. Now, And they're not cheap, believe me. These are some of the most expensive restaurants in the region, but... Too many things can hold this virus. And probably the biggest thing that I would say right now, I'll say it again, do not, under any circumstances, frequent any fast food at all, Subway included, they get stuff from Cisco. You can even ask, just walk in, do you get deliveries from Cisco of any kind? If they say yes, just walk out. And find someplace else to eat. I guess we're just going to have to go back to doing it the old-fashioned way and cooking at home. Clearly, no bag salads. <laughs> if you're going to get vegetables, I know they're more expensive, go with the organic ones. Very, very doubtful you're going to have any organic labeled yeah. produce or fruits that came from China. Right. I mean, I'm sure somewhere there's going to be somebody that's going to prove me wrong about something, but the vast majority, I mean, if you're going to roll the dice, go with that. Local bakeries. But definitely under, especially with the Super Bowl coming up, no Domino's, no Little Caesars, no Five Star, no Papa John's, no Pizza Hut, nothing like this. It is asking for trouble. And like I said, you might get it. A week from now, you might get the sniffles. You might get a cold. Okay, so it's just like another minute there. Um, I, I just I wanted to include that because that's something I haven't touched on at all. It's a, another aspect to this to think about, okay? Um, next one, another really short video. Wuhan coronavirus protective measures. And this is from, I believe, the Patriot Nurse 
no, some more things to think about. Hey folks, it's Patriot Nurse. Today I want to discuss with you all the Wuhan virus that's coming out of China and what we can do to help keep ourselves healthy in the midst of a pandemic. So I don't think that at this point we are anywhere close to a pandemic with the virus coming out of China. I do think it is interesting, though, to note that prior... Now, this was on the 26th, so, you know, it's been over a week ago. ...to this virus emerging and coming out of China, we had seen in the weeks leading up to this pro-democracy protesters and demonstrations in Hong Kong for months leading up to where we're at now. And these protesters who had been encouraged from many different governments, including our own with Congress passing a joint resolution saying that they support democracy in China, all of a sudden this gets eclipsed. And we see that a government who had been losing face on the international stage, that is the communist Chinese, they now have the nod, the approval suddenly again, of the rest of the world to keep us safe from this dreaded virus. And the way that they're doing that is, of course, to restrict movement and transport of people inside these areas. And when we look at what caused, from what we understand at this point, what kind of brought this virus about and being spread, it was bringing animals out of the wild and consuming them. We've got differing reports right now as to whether or not... Again, I'm not buying that part of it, but she's going with the official narrative. Uh, a bat, bushmeat, or some sort, they call it a cat, but it's not really a cat, it's a forest critter. Uh, essentially, we're talking animals that are not routinely consumed around the world and definitely are not, from a biblical standpoint, permissible to eat. And so I think it's interesting that you've got these two things that are happening simultaneously. You've got the the government that was previously having to back down from its stance. Now we have this reassertment re, uh, of its power. Some practical points that we can implement. If you are a healthcare worker, someone who works in a hospital, someone who works at places of mass transport, whether it's an airport, something like that, then there are certain things that you can do to decrease the likelihood that you're going to be A, exposed to it, and then B, bring it home to your family. From an exposure standpoint, hand washing is critical. And one thing that we don't think about oftentimes is to disinfect those high traffic items like our keys, like our phone. The phone's the big one. You know, people are handling their phone in the bathroom. They're handling it when they eat. They're, it's, it's just nasty. So make sure and disinfect your phones appropriately with something that's not going to fry it. Uh, another thing to consider, when you're coming home, right, so you don't get your family infected, take your shoes off. Drop your stuff at the door. If you have a mudroom or you come in through the garage or you come in through a place where you have access to your laundry facilities, it's probably a good idea to drop your clothes there, strip down and wash them there, and do not hug your family with your scrubs on, y'all. Another thing, we do this subconsciously, like I do in videos, like we touch our face oftentimes, but we do need to consider that hand washing is pretty essential because even if you're trying consciously not to touch your face or your nose, your eyes or anything, it happens because we're human beings. So make sure that you can, especially as possible wash your hands i'm not a fan of hand sanitizers for many reasons um, they're okay if you don't have the ability to wash with soap and water but if your right. hands are visibly soiled you need to be washing your hands with soap and water please so hand washing is important and also like i'm all about public shaming for people who cough cough into the air and don't make some sort of attempt to cover that cough okay um i don't know what has happened transformatively within the mindset of americans over the past couple of decades but it seems to me that when i go out more and more i see people coughing and like hacking up and they're just <clears throat> like into the air and i just want to go over there and strangle them because it's not healthy it's not sanitary if somebody is coughing like right at your hair like happens to me sometimes just 
turn over and say, excuse me, do you mind please to cover your cough with your elbow or something and not cough in my hair or my face? Just simple courtesy. So <laughs> cover your cough, wash your hands, drop your sensitive items at the door and disinfect those high traffic items. Places in your homes that you, you can use the thieves to, um, you know, like wipe down your phone and, and your keys and things like this. Because uh, I had kind of forgotten about the, <laughs> I didn't mention that in the last study. I talked about the thieves, but yeah, there's other things. What about your steering wheel? I mean, you get in and let's say you come in from someplace, you've grabbed the door handle, door handles and, and handle things or whatever, going in and out of places a lot of times, and you grab your door handle. So your door handle, the inside door handle, the, the steering wheel, if there's a gear shifter, type of thing even if it's an automatic these are all things to think about disinfecting i'm just saying i'm putting it out there for you disinfect with bleach and water or an appropriate sanitizing spray or cleaner the refrigerator door handle the door handles in your homes the of course the toilet and the the sink your food prep areas need regularly to be cleansed appropriately even if it's not with some mac daddy you know, Clorox and water, even if it's just soap and water, that's fine, okay? I'm, I'm wanting to decrease overall the risk of contaminating body fluids and touching things and other people getting body fluids into them. So those are just some general principles to keep in mind at this point. Okay, so we have that. And again, and just another little piece of the puzzle there. And then again, I'm reposting what I posted last week, the recommended protocol for the coronavirus. This is if you basically have it, okay? In five five thousand part per million, preferably they're saying ten thousand part if you can afford it. Fifteen cc's or one tablespoon every four hours till asymptomatic. The reason you're trying to do that is to maintain a steady state of the silver in the bloodstream every four hours, which would be six times per day. Four adults, one hundred twenty pounds and up. Uh, let's see here, and then I give you the information on SARS, how they. I, I read it to you last time, but I, I left it in there. And then my recommended selenium, vitamin C, and zinc, which are all highly antiviral as well. And what the, these can do is by taking these types of things, you're building up your primary immune system, which is going to make you much less susceptible to ever getting the coronavirus to begin with. And if you did have to take the protocol, you're, you're most likely going to pull out of whatever you're facing much quicker if you have high levels of selenium and vitamin C and zinc. And there's a lot of other things too, but those are some of the best antivirals that you can do. Uh, so I give you all my choices of three different seleniums, four different vitamin Cs that I carry, and two different zincs. They're all listed here with the prices. And if you want to know more about it, um, I'll post my I'll post my email address right below that. Or you can just go to the contact page at contendingfortruth.com. Tell me what you're looking at or interested in. But understand, I'm posting all of this here um, so you can have it at your disposal. Okay, I just I just added my little email address in there too. Uh, then another thing here, top 10 natural antiviral compounds. That's another little report you can click on there. I post all of the teachings I've done on the avian flu and pandemics, colloidal silver, my preparedness, survival, and pandemic teachings. Um, I also talk about investing in a personal nebulizer. You can get these for cheap on eBay now. 
you would generally if, if you're going to go after this i would use 500 part per million in the nebulizer cup that strength straight not 5000 but 500 if you're dealing with anything that you think might be coronavirus or something of a very very serious nature normally they say use 100 part i've used 500 and i've never had any issues whenever i did need to use it i don't need to use that very much but uh uh, and then the last report is just this one. I, I wanted to bring this up. This broke the other day. An entire school district in Ohio was shut down for two days this week after nearly 600 students called in sick, the district superintendent said. Uh, all classes and after-school activities at the Three Rivers local school district in Cleves, I believe Ohio, yes, were canceled for Thursday, and which was Thursday, Friday, and because of a major flu outbreak is what they're saying superintendent craig hockenberry said out of the nearly 2400 students who attended who attend or work at the three schools on the campus about 600 of those students uh, and as many as 50 staff members were out sick so about a quarter 25 percent there you're looking at a little bit more if you include the staff Many of the students have the same symptoms, such as high fever, vomiting, body aches. Now, and again, I wonder if this truly was the flu, how many of them were vaccinated with the flu virus, that got the flu shot? Because that's the number one predictor that you're going to get it, is when you get the flu shot, you get it, because it's imparting it to you. And then for the next up to 30 days, typically, you're, um, you're shedding that virus. You're a vector to spread and shed the virus and infect other people that aren't vaccinated. And then they always blame it on the unvaccinated because that's so convenient to do and it fits into their satanic narrative. So that's all I have for today. Uh, Lord willing, we'll see you again uh, next week. And we'll try, I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm putting out the health alert newsletters uh, during, during the week, trying to keep you abreast of this. And we'll just keep going. And I'd say the biggest thing also is just praying um, and add in that you'll see it at the top of the of the um, of the newsletter and the PDFs from now on. You'll see that because I added it to it regarding praying against the viruses and the nanotech and any other wicked thing that the government's put into our bodies, either knowingly or unknowingly. I think it's very important we specifically pray about that regarding our families and our friends and you know ourselves. That's something that we can do and binding wicked spirits that would hinder this and loosing good angels regarding these matters as well okay and if you don't know about that just go up to the internet and key in binding and loosing win worley w-i-n w-o-r-l-e-y preacher from this is like from the 80s he did a, a good teaching on the biblical principle of binding and loosing and it, and it is biblical and it's something that you just don't hear a lot about but it's a weapon of our warfare that we don't a lot of Christians don't use at all. So, uh, putting on the full armor of God, obviously, and all the other things that we've covered in past teachings. So, God bless you, and Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.